0: move my mouth for me. Ah yeah. <laughs> That's what she said. Welcome into Just the Tip, a fantasy football podcast. We are your hosts. We got Ryan the Tagless Haynes. We got Matt Regan and I myself, Mac, Dispat Bidge, and we got Kyle, producer Kyle that is, behind the keyboard, behind the screen, setting us up. Appreciate you guys. How you guys doing tonight, Ryan?
1: I'm doing good, man. Doing good. How are you doing?
0: Oh, I'm doing great. Doing great, man. I'm a little, little jealous I of uh, Regan. Regan here, he got to go to a
2: football game before the rest of us. Regan, how was that preseason game? It was beautiful, and it was also very uncomfortable at the same time. <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I sat in uh, sweet tickets. I had sweet tickets from some somebody. It was like one of those passed down, passed down to just nobody else wanted to go. So I got passed down again. And it was like the FedEx box. I went in there. There's lobster rolls to the right, refrigerator full of beer, no charge. I walked. I was like, I should be wearing a suit. This is ridiculous. <laughs> it was so good, comfortable, <laughs> but amazing. Uh, that's awesome, man. Uh yeah, I
0: uh, I hope to make a game this year, but we'll see. Uh but we just want to say thank you guys for uh joining us tonight. We are 22 days away from NFL kickoff. We are recording this on August 17th, 2021. Uh if you can, if you're watching this on YouTube, like and subscribe to our YouTube channel there. At just a tip, a fantasy football podcast. And if you're listening to us on audio, Apple, Spotify, Google, or Amazon, subscribe, follow, download the episode, like it, leave a review for us. Uh, we'd much appreciate it. Try to get our numbers up, which they have been doing tremendous lately. Uh, we, we might say that we are the fastest growing fantasy football podcast from kids from Dyke and Rehoboth. You could definitely say that. Was good. Yeah, pretty confident. That's coming from. <laughs> I was waiting like, for a
1: fastest growing tips comment. Uh, I, didn't, I did get it. It. didn't get it. Didn't get missed opportunity.
0: It was a missed opportunity. <laughs> I was just trying to narrow down a stat so I would not be lying to the public here.
1: You did well. <laughs> Appreciate
0: it. Uh, we will get into our wide receiver breakdown. If you have joined us for QB and running back breakdowns. We do a tournament style. We have a bracket. We have a guest uh, writer, I guess is what we call him, who break down the uh, tournament bracket for us, and this week we have Kyle doing it for us for the wide receivers, so we'll get into that, but before that, we'll get into Haynes' briefs here. Ryan.
1: All right, boys.
0: Tell me something, man. Please tell me there's good news this week.
1: I do have some good news. So, a few guys have returned coming back from injury. uh, It's some significant uh, names in the fantasy community here. So, Devontae Smith comes back, returns to Eagles practice, uh, likely going to be Jalen Hurts' number one weapon this year. So, I know I have a few stocks uh, or shares of him uh, across my dynasty league. So, hoping he stays healthy. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. also returns from uh, that torn ACL from last season. So he had his first practice today. Melvin Gordon's back at Broncos camp. And probably the biggest news for returns, Darren Waller is back at Raiders camp today. Everybody can breathe a huge sigh of relief, especially those tight end lovers like this fat bitch himself. And uh, so those are the notable Comebacks. Now there was a significant injury today. Uh Chase Claypool landed awkwardly on a deep ball at camp. Uh so we're waiting for news. We're waiting to hear how what the injury is, um, how significant that injury is gonna be, and if he's gonna miss some time. I know I just made a trade for Claypool in one of my dynasty leagues, so this is a little bit of a kick to the nuts. No, that's but, a bit of a problem. Uh, <laughs> it sure is. Uh, what do you guys think? What What are your thoughts on on any of these pieces of news?
0: Uh, Waller is huge, man. That, that's probably the biggest one, biggest takeaway for me. Uh, getting back out there, so uh, it's good to see. I have three drafts coming up this weekend, so I, I want some good news going into it to see if I'm going to take him in the back of the second in one of my drafts, or if I can get him in the third. I'm not sure. We'll see. But, yeah, definitely want to go shoot high for that tight end. So, hopefully,
2: hopefully he pans out. Regan, how about you? I couldn't agree more with the waller. I know uh, producer Kyle's jumped for joy over here with the Raiders actually having a receiver. That's not even a receiver. Uh, But they're still going to go 500. (laughs) It's kind of obvious, isn't it, at this point? Hmm. But uh, either way, uh, my biggest thing is Chase Claypool. That's his second injury. I don't know if that freaks you out, Mac, but he's so I think the I think both of these have been on deep balls, him trying to go up for a pass and just falling awkwardly, which is uh not a good sign in general. So uh yeah. They have three right. receivers, but in general that's uh his draft capital is pretty high.
0: Yeah. I mean he he's young, he'll bounce back. But yeah, I'm kinda curious. I want to see what these throws are like. To see what position they're putting him in and if he's just trying to be like a practice hero or uh, what's happening there. Uh, yeah, he needs to, he should be good. careful, man, because the future should be bright for him.
2: That's a good point, too, because uh, this is Big Ben possibly throwing to him. This would be a good cycle to see if he's throwing well or if he's throwing like shit. And he's just trying to make a play, make a name for himself, so.
1: All right, boys, I'm back. I just wanted to add some uh, suspense to this next bit of news, the most important news of the day. So two significant releases. The first, Carrion Johnson was released from the Philadelphia Eagles, which is lessening a deep, a deep, uh, whatever you want to call it, a big running back room. So maybe more (laughs) opportunity for Miles Sanders there. Maybe I should have taken more time without, you know.
2: Deep running back
1: bench. Uh, (laughs) And then yeah. the biggest piece of news: tight end Tim Tebow has been released from the Jacksonville Jaguars. He does not make it through the first seven cuts. Mac, like, how, how many tears did you shed today?
0: Well, he laughed a lot. three 316. <laughs> About that many. <laughs> uh, I, I, it sucks. I picked him up in Dynasty because I wanted to play him in my flex to beat my rival, Chris Pexoto. Shout out to him. We've been going at it since high school. No big deal. <laughs> in fantasy football. Sounds kinky. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I wanted to beat him with Tim Tebow in my flex position. Just to say I did it. And now he won't be on a team. And it kind of sucks. But, yeah, it was it, – yeah, he shouldn't even be there. So <laughs> it's about time, I guess. Sadly <laughs> deserved the drop. So – Mm. Yeah. All right, I think uh is there anything else there? Or are we good?
1: I think we're I think we're good.
0: good and sweet. Holy shit, there's a lot of news. It's true the market is becoming saturated. <laughs> Love that. One. All right. Uh so yeah, like I said we're going to get into our bracket tournament style here. So, uh Ryan, if you could just uh real quick explain the rules again for us while I set up something here.
1: Yeah, sure. So we're doing uh, tournament style, like Matt Mac was saying. Um, so we basically will eliminate any players that we kind of have a consensus on, or players that you're really just—if you get uh, any of any of them, you're just going to be happy. So we've we have uh, taken out Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, Stefan Diggs, and Calvin Ridley uh, from this from this bracket. Uh, again, those are pretty easy decisions come round one. Uh, so we start with. Number uh, five, DeAndre Hockett, uh, Hopkins. We're going to go through uh, 16 players, um, four rounds, and you know, see what producer Kyle has to say.
2: I do want to just say one thing about us having DeAndre Hopkins at five over Calvin Ridley. A little <laughs> weird, but it works out like that. So. Census well, is consensus. <laughs> we'll get into it. All right, so we'll
0: bring up the – the overlay here. We'll do uh, the first round and we got DeAndre Hopkins versus Julio Jones, Amari Cooper versus Tyler Lockett, Allen Robinson versus Chris Godwin, Keenan Allen versus Mike Evans, Justin Jefferson versus Juju Smith-Schuster, Terry McLaurin versus Cooper Cup, DK Metcalf versus Robert Woods, AJ Brown versus C.D. Lamb. All right and let's get into the first round here Regan. Round.
2: All righty. So uh, we have number five, DeAndre Hopkins, who should be number four. That's cool. Uh, versus number twenty, <laughs> Julio Jones, who used to be like number three. <laughs> he's at twenty now. So, so Kyle's uh, input on this is uh, he's he's gonna pick DeAndre Hopkins. So this is where what he's thinking? This is his words, not mine. Should I sing this? <laughs> My body. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right, so he literally said, my mind's telling me no, but my body. My body's telling me Julio. This could possibly be the worst way to start this episode, hence me singing and that. Uh, We've done worse. But if <laughs> But if I'm going to be honest, Julio can take the spot. Julio is going to be part of a well-rounded offense and on uh, a winning team. We all think that about Tennessee he said uh I'm thinking uh tanhill is going to be feeding him targets out of respect for his a- for his age group that's awesome Jeez. that was where I hit you with the bad news he says uh Julio may only be 32 years old but his legs are pushing 45 that might be pretty accurate <laughs> he's already had a bit of an issue in training camp and he's missing some important learning time uh he thinks so. Julio will surprise us this year, but I don't think surprising uh, a surprising win versus Hopkins is going to be it. Hopkins has a a lot of things going for him, which uh, one which we'll get into. Uh, Hopkins that is. But his uh, one side note was AJ Green is not going to be a factor, but he should be interesting uh, an interesting distraction to get some looks away from uh, Hopkins, which I couldn't agree with more. Uh, he's guy's talent and he's. Kind of got something to prove for himself, A.J. Green, that is. So since he picked uh Hopkins, I'll, I'll we'll kind of jump into Julio because we could talk talk to, uh, about Hopkins a little bit later on. But uh Julio, he averaged a career high of 11.3 yards per target last year. That was uh, around uh wide receiver 11 and a half PPR. That's pretty good. Uh, I'm only bringing this up to just say he's not completely falling off. He had a career high last year, and... Uh, yards per target and stuff like that he uh he has totaled almost 1400 yards in the six of the last seven seasons the main thing i i have to take uh, i'm sure you guys have the same concept is uh, i see the situation kind of being the same in tennessee as it is in um uh as it was in atlanta just pretty much switching out ridley for aj brown uh that being said it's they're younger players they both are stars they're upcoming stars they deserve their to their targets the only downside to this from him moving from atlanta to tennessee is that tennessee is a run heavy team so he's already going to lose some you know some passes some looks there as well as already having the same thing he had like he did in atlanta with somebody else also deserving those catches so i kind of see a cap on i'll get into it later but with uh, Jones and Brown. I kind of see them as low-end wide receiver ones with high-end wide receiver two upside. Hmm. What do you guys think? <laughs> well, you, Ryan.
1: Uh I agree with you. Uh, so, A.J. Brown and Julio Jones, I won't get into A.J. Brown, but I don't have either of these guys making 100 catches this year, which I know might surprise some people, but I think it's just a matter of volume. So, Julio Jones coming from an offense – that passes the ball more than any other offense in football, uh, maybe with exception to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, and I know that Mac, that might not be the case this year, but historically in the last couple of years with Julio Jones, they have passed a heck of a lot. Uh, so I just don't think the the, the volume is going to be there. A.J. Brown is certainly going to take away a lot of targets from Julio Jones. Um I don't know how much Anthony Fersker, the tight end there, is going to be involved in the passing game. He could take a considerable amount of targets. So uh, although I like Julio, I'm not super high on him. Uh, Mac, what do you think?
0: Well, the side note, I guess they're not really liking Fersker there. So uh, they were looking to trade for another tight end, and we're working out other ones a couple weeks ago. So I don't see him being much of a factor. They didn't trade for Julio Jones to become a blocker. What's the definition of insanity? Having Kyle as a friend? No. That's uh, good. <laughs> doing <laughs> the same thing twice, expecting different results. All right. So the Titans have hit a wall with their running game. They needed the passing attack. You guys ever see uh, Ted Lasso?
2: Of Why do you always have the weirdest stuff? It's not Ted weird. Ted Lasso is a
1: fantastic show. You need it's to watch it. It's a
2: great show. Great show, Immediately, man. but uh, put it on the dog. Right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, they
0: talk about how you have a goldfish memory, ten seconds. And I do. Yeah, <laughs> me too, <laughs> me too. But all right, <laughs> Julio Jones was a top seven wide receiver the past seven seasons, minus last year. He was fifty-one, top seven wide receiver, man. And his ADP right now is around thirty-eight, <laughs> and if he has that upside. I mean, he demands 130 targets, though, and with one of the most accurate QBs right now in the league, with Ryan Tannehill, with huge play-action uh, threat. I don't know. I could see him getting 100 receptions, but he's a yardage guy, and people might be nervous that he hasn't been practicing or playing preseason games and stuff, but he's a vet. He doesn't need a practice, all right? So practice, right? <laughs> I need that drop. But... uh yeah, that's my thoughts on Julio. at His ADP at 38, yeah, I I would love him on my team right there.
1: ADP is solid. So what I mean yes. by I'm not high on him is that I, I'm not high, right. as high on him as some of these other guys we're no, going to talk in, about. But his ADP is certainly a really good value.
0: In context, yes, I would take DeAndre Hopkins over Julio Jones.
2: For sure. No I, one just, mean,
0: I just want to call him into the retirement home just yet, 45 year old legs, get
2: out of here. <laughs> Kyle had a good write-up on it. I just wanted to say, uh, we're talking about Julio, once we get into A.J. Brown, some of the similarities will kind of follow over, so pay attention yeah. if you're curious about Julio. Yeah. All right, Ryan. More of a
0: breakdown on Ryan Tannehill? Check out our QB breakdown. Uh, i have go on some pretty interesting you, stats there. He so loves them. We won't get into it now. I do love it. Ryan, you were up.
1: You and your plugs, man. They're so, they're so well-timed. <laughs> Proud of you. All right. Next matchup. So number 12, Amari Cooper versus number 13, Tyler Lockett. Uh, so Kyle says, as much as I hate shitting on former Raiders players, parentheses, I don't, and parentheses, Cooper has to go bye bye. If Amari and Dak can ease those ankles back into the swing of things, I could see where Amari makes top 15. Ooh, bold comment. But it's going to be tough to know if Dak is going to be as mobile and confident after that kind of injury. Both guys are also getting into that veteran age bracket where some of these injuries could start adding up. But you know who's not? C.D. Lamb. Speaking of snapping ankles, what's up, Tyler Lockett? This guy is going to have some serious upside. I think with the numbers we know he can produce in a new offense, the sky's the limit. Fight me, Ryan.
0: What's he calling you out, man? I got.
1: not I, I got to look at my rankings here.
0: <laughs> uh.
1: I actually uh, I do have Amari Cooper above Tyler Lockett. I think Dak returns to form. Uh, we've talked about Tyler Lockett's inconsistencies. Uh, I think DK Metcalf is, is going to be more involved in that passing game, even though like he is already super involved. But I think he's going to be more more consistent this year. So and I like I like Amari. He's Dak's number one option. I get that CD Lamb's there, but if Amari's healthy, Dak's healthy, I can see him being a top top 10 receiver. So my take is bolder.
0: Yeah. yeah, no, that's fine. I mean, all right, his ADP is 42, and Tyler Lockett's is 55. So, yeah, people are liking Amari Cooper. So, that's a bold take from, uh, from Kyle there. Uh, they have some tough defenses on the road there. Uh, he seems to lackluster the boom play. And it was a tough year last year, man. He was wide receiver fifteen with Garrett Gilbert, Ben DiNucci, and Andy Dalton throwing him the ball, man. If he can get to wide receiver fifteen with only a handful of games with Dak Prescott, man, I would love him as my Q- as my QB as my wide receiver too. So it's a safe pick. It's just you gotta be careful of those road games. He kind he kind of uh, kind of doesn't show up for him. He misses the bus. Regan, what are your thoughts, man?
2: Just, you know honestly both of these these two kind of like scare me in general for drafts um <clears throat> picking anyways uh anywhere i mean uh that being said for, you know for amari cooper it, it, the problem is like we said it like he's he's been a wide receiver 2 20 out of 41 games for the cowboys uh that's which is about 48% you know he averaged a wide receiver 2 position i think when he was with the raiders it was a lot lower so everybody looks at that and thinks it's amazing that being said a wide receiver two uh, i don't know if it's i don't know that, like i said uh, uh what i want to say is um the 48 percent it actually matches stefan diggs career numbers uh as a wide receiver too and that's actually higher than terry mclaurin at 48 percent. so to put it in uh perspective he he does rank 50% of the time as high as Stefan Diggs or Terry McLaurin mm-hmm. in points. But I am not, I just, I have to, everything scares me about him. He is now, he's now going to be behind uh, Lamb. And we'll get into Lamb a little bit later on about him moving around the field and getting more catches and stuff like that. But I just see Amari Cooper as kind of like, he's honestly, I think he's going to be like the forgotten wide receiver here compare, compared to Lamb. Lamb's going to be the up and coming and so on. Oh. Uh, the hype is definitely going
0: up for Lamb. That's for sure, especially with hard knocks and stuff. So they're definitely going to be highlighting him. Uh, bright future for him. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I still like Amari Cooper.
1: Gary uh, Jones's salt say. intake is way too too much. You see how much salt <laughs> that guy put on his breakfast sandwich? He doused the thing.
0: Side note: <laughs> Yes, <laughs> that's ridiculous. <laughs> And McCarthy is so freaking like mojo, got the mojo, mojo. Time. Oh my god! Oh my god, bro! Right? I want to <laughs> turn it off right there. I was like, okay, enough. I can't, I can't do this. Jerry like, Jones had really like a his?
1: McDonald's sandwich, right? Like the cholesterol in a McDonald's sandwich is already crazy, right, and right. then he's like, just dumps the whole salt crazy.
0: He's a billionaire. He's fine. (laughs) He'll just get it (laughs) on clog arteries. Yeah. some like nanobots going in there. Clean it up. He's fine. Uh (laughs) All right. Shall we move on? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. All right. Next we got, uh, Alan Robinson and Chris Godwin number eight and number 17, respectively here. Uh, so Kyle's winners, Alan Robinson. He's all right. Let's keep this short and sweet. Yeah, we try. Uh, Godwin is an excellent receiver, but so is Mike Evans, Antonio Brown. He does love Antonio Brown for his cup of coffee he spent with the Raiders. But um, (laughs) a notable mention, who may steal some shares? Scotty Miller. Eh, I I don't know about that. Uh, One game, maybe. Never mind the caveman, Gronk, who will also be snatching some TDs off the table, which Godwin needs to be to have a successful fantasy season. Honestly, I am I am not seeing how Godwin, who is likely to miss a few games here and there, climb so high in these rankings along with his fellow teammates. Maybe a little too much faith in Brady by our hosts. Shots fired, man. Yeah. Alan Robinson, on the other hand, with being leveling up with uh, QBs, hopefully twice this year, which only looks to be moving him up the rankings. But even with a trash QB, he's proven himself <laughs> wide receiver one. Very true. 100%. Very true. So, Chris Godwin here. He missed four games and uh, a fifth one with injury. He had to exit early last year. Then they slowly worked him back, and he played with a uh, broken hand and stuff. Like, what was it, broken pinky or something? I can't remember. And he was the wide receiver number two in 2019. This is the other thing with the short memory, man. Like, if he has that kind of upside and he still missed two games in that 2019 season – and his ADP is at 43 right now, I, I think that's a steal. And I am projecting Tom Brady to be trying to go for the touchdown record before he retires and throwing over 5,000 yards. And he does like Godwin, and when they were working together, he was targeting them 10 to 12 times a game. So he should have – I don't think he will get into the top five because of all the other wide receiver weapons they have on the team. But if he's being taken at the wide receiver 15, I think he can get into the top 10. Uh, so he's definitely going to outperform his ADP there, if all goes well. Uh, but as a highly competitive wide receiver field, I do get that. How reliable is Antonio Brown to even make it through a full season, though, before he does something stupid? Uh, so I don't know. As long as Godwin's out on the field, man, I can see him. I can see him cracking the top 10. Uh, Regan, what do you got?
2: I think I, I'm looking at just our consensus rankings. So top 10 would be right around A.J. Brown, Keenan Allen, Allen Robinson. I could definitely mm-hmm. see him getting into that little group. That's honestly a great group um, in general. As for Chris Godwin, I think you touched on it. Uh, he saw at least six targets in 10 to 12 games, despite all the talent around him, which is amazing. But Tom Brady obviously loves him. The one thing I was a little nervous about was he didn't hit the 100-yard mark in a game until Week 17,
0: mm.
2: and that was with Mike Evans out. So. <laughs> he, uh, and, True. Uh, well, the That and then just all the injuries. He played through a lot of injuries, never mind missing with injuries. So I think he's got a lot of upside. I think last year was kind of something we shouldn't put too many eggs into the basket type of uh, thing. Ryan, what do you think?
1: I mean, the thing I know about Tom Brady, and you even saw it last year, is that the guy likes to spread the ball. And he lost some weapons on that offense uh, throughout the season, particularly like like OJ Howard. Uh, I know Godwin had missed some games. I know Antonio Brown was only there for half the season. So there's a lot of things to consider here now that everybody's healthy and they're kind of fully loaded for an entire season. My thought process with all of these top receivers is just that there's a lot of targets to share, and I just don't know what the consistency is going to look like. And I also just don't know how many oppor- opportunities there are going to be for each one of these guys. There's going to be a lot of opportunities overall, but you know, like I said, Tom likes to mix up who he goes to. He's probably going to throw it to Cameron Breeze, He's probably going to throw it to O.J. Howard. He's probably going to throw to Grox. Probably going to throw to Scotty Miller. Those guys are going to take away touchdowns, big catches from Brown, Evans, Godwin. So. Um, again, I really like these guys. I think Chris Godwin has top five wide receiver potential. I just think there's just a lot of options there.
2: Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm I gonna sh- yeah, I'm going to shed a couple points on uh, Chris Godwin with our next uh, matchup. If you guys are ready to jump into it. Uh, we uh, got... Yeah, go right ahead. Yeah, please. <laughs> Don't mess with me. All right. <laughs> We got uh, our next matchup in round one is number nine keenan allen versus number 16 mike evans is hence why i want to talk about chris godwin in this a little bit so kyle has keenan allen winning which i, I couldn't agree with more uh, again he said this he's gonna keep this sweet but his main thing is targets so he says um i'm totally totally uh, i'm totally with you guys on allen i think herbert's confidence and talent when throwing the ball is going to t- take another step in the right direction this year, which is great news for Allen, who had 40 more targets in, uh, in two fewer games than Mike Evans. I love it. Keenan Allen, he's going to be a PPR machine. We'll talk about him a little bit later on, I hope. So let's talk about Mike Evans and kind of uh, throw in Tampa Bay a little bit. So Mike Evans, he had 13 touchdowns last year, which is insane. He, that accounted for 32% of his PPR fantasy points. So for almost one third of his fantasy points, is all based on 13 touchdowns. He's never had back to back double digit touchdowns ever in fantasy. This I, what is this going on? Year eight that he could have possibly. Nine, yeah. I think it's eight with uh, going for a thousand yards. That being said, he's never had back to back double digit touchdowns. So that just leads me to believe that that last year that one-third percent of his, all his fantasy points is definitely going to drop. He had career lows in many receiving uh, categories last year, including, de- uh, including depth of target and yards per catch. So things kind of went down a little bit with Tom distributing the ball here and there. I did just want to note, too, Chris Godwin, he's always going to get around six, like I said, he's always going to get around six catches a game. Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, they are not going to average six touchdowns. They do not go over the middle like Godwin does. He's not more of the relief valve, like the third down uh, conversion type of guy. Mike Chris Godwin, I think, should be ranked higher than Mike Evans in general, especially ceiling-wise. I'd rather take the six definite catches over the shot at trying to get 13 touchdowns again, which I just don't think is going to happen. What do you guys think? Mac? <laughs> Ryan, you can go
1: ahead. Go ahead. I think oh. I think, Reeks, I think you took all my points there.
2: Like, <laughs> crap.
1: and I have him 26, and you still have him wide receiver one at 12.
2: Hey, you know, like, sometimes you, you do your research, and you're like, crap, I was an idiot. <laughs> so
1: I think that the, touch, the touchdown. That will get people key. to say. <laughs> was a huge, was a huge thing for Mike Evans. Uh, I have his stats here from last season: seventy receptions, just barely cracked a thousand yards, thirteen touchdowns, and he played in all sixteen games. Guys, like I understand that historically this guy has been an absolute beast, but there are there are other options there, and and Brady really targeted Mike when they were down in the red zone, uh, which. Again, when you start bringing back guys like O.J. Howard, and you start bringing you start uh, bringing guys in like Scotty Miller, who might take away a couple of touchdowns, and you don't know exactly how many touchdowns. I, I don't know. I could see Mike Evans dropping into the wide receiver two, wide receiver three area.
2: Oh, two. Keep in mind.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree. I mean, he does have that boomer bust type wide receiver feeling with him. Uh, yeah, he is tough. He makes every game. Uh, he's been top fifteen in the last five, uh, last three seasons. Excuse me. I think he still will get his thousand yards though. Uh, look for the TDs to regress though. Yeah, I think we are kind of high on uh, Evans here. But if I'm projecting Brady to go off, then Evans is going to have to help. So that's why I have him at eleven.
2: He will be I sliding. Thank
0: you, He'll be sliding. All right. And I will gladly take him when I draft against you guys this weekend. Enjoy those seven touchdowns. And thousand yards in consistency. All right, all right. <laughs> As my wide receiver too. True. His ADP is at thirty five right now. So maybe he won't maybe he won't be my wide receiver too. He would have to be the wide receiver one if I go running back, running back. So yeah. Yeah, that's tricky.
2: Well, if they listen to this podcast, he might drop around. Yeah, I
0: know. Maybe we should all—I'll just drop him. Um, all right, moving on. Ryan, I think you were up.
1: Yeah. Uh, last food for thought there. I like how i, I flipped oh, Reges without even saying anything.
2: Flip he myself. Just,
1: he just talked himself into it.
2: Yeah. All
1: right. Next matchup here. What were we gonna say, Ryan? <laughs> Never
0: mind. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Next matchup here. Uh... Six, Justin Jefferson. versus number 19, Juju Smith-Schuster. So Kyle's winner here, clearly Justin Jefferson. I think any of us are going to disagree with that. And he says, speaking of people I don't like, Juju doesn't have a lot going for him this season. Uh, If TikTok (laughs) somehow made you get more yards per perception, then I would go with Juju. I don't think that's possible. Big Ben is in his final season with the Steelers, so he thinks. I'm probably looking to change old ways. I don't know what that means per se, but sure. He's, he's got a lot of baggage, for sure, in, in multiple ways. Juju has a lot of competition for looks. Uh, ben might be a little bit more likely to dump it off uh, to somebody like Najee Harris, uh, who might gobble up some of those targets. Uh, and he said, I think a plus for him is, in, is his red zone targets, which two more t- touchdowns really doesn't make up for the extra 500 yards Jefferson beat him by last season. So... Yeah, he seems to be a little bit low on Smith Schuster, and obviously compared to Justin Jefferson, I think we're all in agreement there that JJ is the the you know much more desirable asset. What do you got, Mac?
0: Yeah, I mean, he did take the uh, the the contract uh, lower in money as well. I think he's betting on himself, uh, Juju here. He can get over a hundred receptions though. Low yards because of the run game though, because they're trying to develop that with Najee. So. Yeah, I I'm not really targeting Juju at all. He had 5 bus games that's lower than 10, 10 points and then four games with just over 20 points. So he's a good flex, I guess, but it's not like you're really targeting him unfortunately. But I do like guys in contract years, so who knows. Main thing. Maybe is- a wide receiver 3. Sorry, Regan.
2: Oh, uh, no, that's fine. Um I was kind of just going to play right off of what you said, like So he had 128 targets last year, which was 15th most in NFL. You know, despite having those great, well, a great wide-receiving core. I wouldn't say great, but a good wide-receiving core. That being said, uh, with Claypool, (laughs) he just keeps getting hurt. And I feel like this is going to be something that occurs more often this year. And I think Juju, like you said, coming in, betting on himself, which I'm so surprised he did with. With uh, the with the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, but you know, good for him having faith in himself and doing something about it. But with somebody without somebody getting hurt and them obviously trying to get Najee running and, and probably pat and catching, it, his ceiling is going to drop if somebody does just get hurt. Simple enough. I am staying away from Juju. I'm the lowest on him. I think I'm at 22. I might even drop him a little bit more. <laughs>
0: Yeah, his ADP is at like seventy right now, so yeah, awesome. I mean, he's a he's a cheap wide receiver three.
1: That's what I. So just one more thing with with Juju here. um I was looking at Fantasy Pros and their ADP, uh, and they they take a consensus from five different websites here. So they have him at seventy two wide receiver twenty seven. Yeah. So they're thinking the same thing, Mac, like wide receiver three category. I think he's a little bit higher than that. He was wide receiver 15 last year, and this and yeah. the, there's the same, basically the same offense outside of Najee Harris. I don't know if I see him dropping 12 spots. I, I could see him around where we have him at 19 is a is a fair uh, ranking for him.
0: Yeah, probably. I keep forgetting to mention at the top unless you guys did and I missed it. Uh, PPR format is what we go off of, and yeah, I was using sleeper rankings there. Because that's why I've been mocking off of a lot lately. Uh, so yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for that uh, tip there, Ryan. I appreciate your tip. <laughs> All <up>. right. <laughs> what yeah. do we got next? Uh, we got number eleven, Terry McLaurin, and number fourteen, Cooper Cup. Kyle's winner. This one's a big shocker to me, actually. He has Cooper Cup winning. Hot take alert. <laughs> Oh man, hot take alert! He wrote Cooper Cup, wow. huh? He wrote Cooper Cup. Yeah, he wrote it. This is this is Kyle. He's going to have more fantasy points by the end of the season than Terry Lauren. Oh man, I, I know Ryan is already thinks so, and I bet Regan could be swayed in this direction if someone flashed him shirtless pictures of Matt Stafford, his man crush. Mac not so easy as he experienced Fitz Magic. And has been a few buttons (laughs) down ever since. (laughs) I think the biggest difference here is going to be TDs. He plays Cup. Will be gaining with Stafford's accuracy and ability to hit the guy downfield. Other than that, not a ton separating these two. Alright, I'll get into more of Cooper Cup uh, later. But your Terry McLaurin take here, Kyle. (laughs) His ADP is at 32 right now. Um... I don't get it. He's the number one target on the team. Uh, meatloaf will feed him the ball. I kind of have a new take on uh, Mr. Meatloaf here, though. He's more of like a smorgasbord. You never know what kind of uh, quarterback he's going to be. Okay, so maybe he's like a box of chocolates, actually. The but uh, not the chocolate but part. Just a smorgasbord, he's a different type of quarterback, depending on the game. He could really suck. He could be really great. He could be the number one, or he could be the number 24. Who knows? Anyway, back to Terry McLaurin. Uh, Curtis Samuel is off the fresh off the pup list, so he may struggle all season. Who knows? Uh, it's a competitive division, so they do have to pass. So I want a guy that's going to get the targets. His targets are trended up from six per game to ten. Uh, they want him to have the ball, and I'm going to take a guy that they are trying to game plan feeding him the ball. I'll take that more often than not. So... Uh, what do you guys got on that? Anything, Regan? For Terry
2: McLaurin, he said he's, what, 32 was ADP, which is like that uh, I'm a sleeper, yeah. Right, so that's a little – I've been getting him late third round, so that's right around there for the most part. Fell a little bit, but I don't mind that there. We all know, like you said, Fitzpatrick is going to pepper his number one receiver over and over again. His first two years, he had over 2,000 yards, 11 touchdowns. We all know he has the capability of having a 1,000-yard thir- a year he's done it twice obviously oh man i actually agree with kyle though i, I would have gone cooper cup <laughs> as much as, as much as it leans me towards the stafford parade once Idiot. again <laughs> thanks mac thank you so much <laughs> um terry McLaurin, he just we just don't know what fitzpatrick like you said we don't know what Fitzpatrick is gonna bring to the board who is gonna be his number one do we really know we don't and that being said Terry McLaurin could definitely be it, so his ceiling is high, but I, I do have his floor pretty low in general. I still think where his ADP is is great, though. I'm fine with taking a shot with him in third. If I can get him in the fourth, I'd be ecstatic. Or early fourth, Ryan. I'm going to say something. Ryan, like are you are you an idiot
0: too, or do you agree with me?
1: Ah, uh, idiots. <laughs> so, like Johnny Damon in the in the '04 Red Sox. Yeah, uh, you know I gotta be honest. Like I, I love Terry McLaurin. I love Terry. I think I have him ranked like eleventh or something like that. So I still have him as a wide receiver one. Uh, really good value seems to be going around. Like you know the, yeah, the early Ryan,
0: Your mic's a little messed up, but yeah, you have him ranked uh, Terry McLaurin. That is twelfth, and you have Cooper ranked ninth. So yeah, you are pretty high on Cooper Cup. But yeah, continue on with what you were saying.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, you can hear me now a little bit better? Yes,
0: much better. Yep. Okay, ahead.
1: awesome. Yeah, I think uh Terry McLaurin, I still have a I still have I, he's going like early third. All right. Move on, move on. Terry McLaurin <laughs> out.
0: Long, uh, very, It's all right. You're good. Keep going.
1: No, I think that's it. He's his ADP right now is is, is great and uh he's You know, it's still a wide receiver one to me. I just, I'm super high on Cooper Cup this year.
2: All
0: right. Yeah, we'll get into that more later. Yeah.
2: Are we saying Ryan? Yes. All right, Regan. Next one. (laughs) Oh crap! What are we doing next? Oh, all right. So is that the last one? Nope, we got two more. All right. So number seven, DK Metcalf versus number eighteen, Robert Woods. Kyle's got DK Metcalf winning this one, which I think is. Bullshit. That's just me. <laughs> so these are Kyle's words, not mine. In- <laughs> insert shirtless photo of DK Metcalf here or a video of him chasing down a guy down in the field, which was, who was it? Buddha Baker. Oh, I actually looked it up earlier Buddha Baker and he ran 22.64 m- miles per hour, which is insane. I can't even get my dad's electric bike that fast. Bicycle, that is.
0: You know who ran faster last year? Or was it the year before? Daniel Jones.
2: (laughs) He tripped on (laughs) the (laughs) one. He tripped
0: up, (laughs) yeah. Anyway, continue.
2: All right, continue with uh, Kyle's input. Uh, So DK Metcalf, he's a monster, and rumor has it that Woods is a little less of a uh, savory target for uh, Stafford, that is. I just can't compare Russell Wilson's number one option to a guy who cracked 20 fantasy points once last season. Sorry, Robert, but you're not the guy, pal. You're not the guy. and That's probably why me and Ryan are somewhat high on Robert. I mean, I'm sorry, Cooper Cup, that is. Yeah, because Robert, Robert Woods won't be good? We, I don't think he's going to be as good. I think Cooper Cup is going to take over more of the number one target, uh, more of the targets. I think with these two uh, – Receiver is robert woods and cooper cup that is they've been pretty much even whether one gets more catches or one gets more touchdowns the fantasy points have been somewhat even and their draft the draft the uh, adp has pretty much been even as well uh some notes i had on robert woods he's finished wide receiver with around 10 to 17 in the past three seasons so he's He's always outperformed his ADP every year. I think we all can say that he always is drafted late, later than he should be. You know, the big thing is – the big thing in question is just Matthew Stafford and how, can, how he can uh, divvy out the ball to these two guys. I, they were saying I, – I read something about Robert Woods just not having the routes. I, like, the offense last year was based on Jared Goff's uh, – what do you call it? positives if he had any? Abilities? And Robert Woods. What's that? Jerry Goss' abilities? Yeah. Well, that's what I was making fun of. Him. Yeah. I gotcha. Uh, yeah. So, and Robert Woods was the uh, better receiver for his abilities. That being said, I think in my rankings, Cooper Cup obviously has better abilities for Stafford. Ryan, do you agree with my cup, Woods, here?
1: Uh, i I do. I think uh, I think Woods is right around eight touchdowns. I want to say he was like nine or ten last year, so I have him going down a little bit there. Uh, and I just think cup, you know, we'll get we'll get to him, but I think just the target share kind of leans in his direction. And again, like I like Robert Woods. I think he's gonna be a reliable number two as always. Um, I just that's kind of where I see his ceiling. I don't see him jumping into that wide receiver one category.
2: you said. As always, I'm not shying away from Robert Woods. Like I said, the past three years, he's been between 10 and 17 wide receiver, and always his ADP has been lower than that. So you're getting a bargain necessarily. So, Mack, what do you got on this?
0: Yeah, his ADP is at 50 right now. And I just, I'll just, two other facts. You already touched on a lot of it. Uh, Sean McVay might be on the hot seat this year, man. Like, if he doesn't make a huge impact, and the offense doesn't go wild this year, I can see him getting in a little trouble. He is a great flex flex play. If you're looking to trade for him in Dynasty, this is the year to do it. All right, He's 29, and if you're going to go on a run, okay, I would keep him. But say you're out of it, I think he's going to do pretty well. You might want to offload him to somebody that's going to try making a run uh, at, the, at the chip. So... Uh, Just keep that in mind. But yeah, uh, obviously, Metcalf's better.
2: I'll say, I think
0: I I am talking about Woods. Yes. So that's why I'm saying Metcalf beats him out. No problem.
2: Agreed.
0: I do think Woods is going to do better than Cup this year. But anyway, moving on. (laughs) Uh, Ryan, I think you're up.
1: Sure. And I'll try to speed this up for the sake of time. So we had uh, number 10, AJ Brown versus number 15, CeeDee Lamb. Uh, Kyle picks AJ Brown. Says it was a pretty tough call. Could very well be CD's year. Uh, He was heading in the right direction last year before Dak was injured and even maintained some value after the fact. Problem is A.J. almost averages a touchdown a game as well as having that ability to pile on some 150-yard games. So, yeah, A.J. Brown is a boom player. He gets a lot of those uh, big plays that end up resulting in a touchdown. I don't know. This could go either way. A.J. Brown's pretty touchdown dependent too, so we'll kind of see how it plays out. But I I could see A.J. Brown here being a good choice. You guys have anything to add?
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, Yeah, Lamb's ADP right now is uh, 47. Uh, I think that the hype, though, will go up uh, because of hard knocks and stuff. Uh, As a rookie, wide receiver 22 with the crap QBs I already talked about and an injured O-line I forgot to mention. Tough schedule to begin, though. You got Tampa Bay and the Chargers to start off with at their stadium, and a couple weeks later at New England. Good thing, though, his stat percentage was only around 60%, a little bit over, uh, so I'm sure that's going to get above 80. Uh, and you're going to have to pick the right one between Cooper and him, and usually the history shows that whoever is ADP is first between those two wide receivers, that's usually the better one. So when you're drafting, you probably, if you can't decide between the two, uh, Lam or Amari Cooper, go with the one that's going first, because usually you'll be right. And I'm also nervous uh, of Zeke making a big comeback and taking a lot of those passing targets from him scoring or dump off passes to him and just making a, a tremendous play and then I don't know. I just don't know if the passing attack will be that great. And
2: also Dak's injuries. So Regan, what do you got? Well, for the sake of time, let's talk about Zeke and our leftovers because I'm interested in that note. (laughs) Anyways, Dak uh, agreed. He's got he injured his shoulder again. This we don't know if this was blown out of proportion or if this is a real thing. He's uh, expected to come back, I believe, this week. Um, That being said, back to CD Lamb the average 17.1 uh PPR points with Dak that was around wide receiver 12 for those first couple games it dropped down to 13 like you said which is still not bad the problem is with the last thing with lamb is 91 uh snap percentage from the slot they did come out and say he was going to be moving around a lot which is huge so if he can Get out of that single slot area and get a, move around. He will get more passes. He will have better opportunities mm-hmm. for fantasy value. So, question is: Does he get out of that slot more? Which they said he was, but coaches say a lot of things.
0: <laughs> that is true, man. All right, all right. Man. Yep,
2: moving on. Round two. Nice. Okay. Who's on? Uh, who's on round two here? Well, let me read the uh, the round two real quick. We uh, so the winners of from round one. We got round two, number five, DeAndre Hopkins versus number thirteen, Tyler Lockett. We have number eight, uh, was it Allen Robinson versus number nine, Keenan Allen. Number six, uh, Justin Jefferson versus number fourteen, Cooper Cup. And then the last one's number seven, DK Metcalf versus AJ Brown. So who do we got up first? Ryan. Uh, no. not me. Now I'm
0: going up. Uh, we got Hopkins versus Lockett. All right, Kyle's got. I uh, think Lockett's boomer bust is going to give Hopkins the slight edge here. If Lockett can have like one or two uh, more of these insane performances, I think he surpasses Hopkins in total fantasy points. Very true. But in the end, he's only pushing you through a couple more weeks of the season where Hopkins will be a consistent and more valuable play. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, wildly inconsistent, Lockett here. Uh, he has more busts than booms, uh, so yeah, you're gonna have to deal with that if you take him. Uh, maybe things will change this year with the developing offense. Uh, he was the wide receiver eight last season overall, but he had seven games with under ten points. I'm not sure. I'm not sure you really wanna suffer with that, especially if you go running back uh, for your first three rounds and you're struggling to get receivers. So. If he's a wide receiver, three, fine, and a flex play, but that's about all I want with him. His ADP is around 55 right now. What do you got, Regan?
2: Uh, Tyler Lockett, you know, easy win for Hopkins here. Lockett, scary ADP, you uh, said uh, 50?
0: 55 right
2: now. Yeah. Still going to stay away from him at this point. He's top 15 wide receiver in three straight seasons, but it's all a lie. Last year, 37.5% of the time, he was a wide receiver two or better. So majority of the time, he was not even a wide receiver two. You are probably going to be drafting him as a wide receiver three flex, which is not too bad. You are going to get those boom plays. That would be the only time I feel comfortable playing him. right?
1: Yeah, and it's all situational with him too, right? So to spend high draft capital on a guy who you're you're likely going to be looking to bench for half the season, and who knows? If he's one of those guys where you like think he's got a bad matchup, and you bench him, and then he scores like 53 points, and you want to you know cry yourself to sleep that night. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick away from Tyler Lockett unless he's on my bench and I can plug him when I know he's gonna go off. Uh, I'm gonna pass.
0: You never know though. You never know, and that's the problem know. with him. You have to start him, so you catch those boom games. Um, yeah. It, it, it kind of sucks drafting him <laughs> or, or having him on your team
2: that's because you have like, to make that decision.
1: Yep, yeah, major I only like
2: flex for those boom plays. Just put him. in the Yeah. yeah. Best. It's the only place you can put him. <laughs>
0: All um, right,
2: Regan, you're up. Let's keep this rolling. Oh, I cringed when I saw my uh, name next to this matchup. This one, I, I love these two guys. Number eight, Allen Robinson versus number nine, uh, Keenan Allen. So uh, we got oh, Kyle pick Keenan Allen, which I could go either way on this. Let's see what he's got to say, though. The faith in Herbert and Allen being BFFs this year is strong with me. At the end of the day, there's a chance they drag out this Andy Dalton situation a bit too long and throw a rookie QB into a messy situation. Hey, if that's your train of thought, Kyle, that's a great way to put this. And there's a great reason why you pick Keenan Allen. He's got an established quarterback at coming into his second year. And he killed it last year with him. Uh, notes on Allen. So last year he had 102 receptions, 1250 yards and six touchdowns with shitty QB play. I think we all know this. He's, what is it? Uh, crappy QB play. He's been able to finish top 12 receiver in back-to-back seasons. I, you can't beat that. Yeah. Is it Allen Robinson? Do you know his ADP, Mac? 33. 33. So you get in him early third round? Yeah. Late second, early third. Right around yeah, there.
1: middle,
2: middle so of the third. I think i been getting him like mid-third yeah. in my drafts, which I'm fine with. And if I get him as like my third – I mean, not my third wide receiver. My second wide receiver. I'm pumped. So I have got him as my third wide receiver. It's been pretty cool, cool teams. Um, that being said, I think Allen has a lot of upside with uh, what's his name coming in at QB. Why am I zoning out? Justin Fields. Justin Fields. The guy I'm so high on, and I can't remember. I was
1: boy, that. there. Come on, man. I'm losing it. Yeah, I'm losing
2: wide it. Wide receiver mode. It's all right. Yeah. <laughs> Mac, do you uh what do you think about this one? This is a tough one for me.
0: All right, where to where to begin? Okay. So Keenan Allen went off with a rookie quarterback last year, so why can't Allen Robinson go off with one of the most accurate QBs from last season with Justin Fields, man? Uh he hasn't had that. But also Andy Dolan, keep this in mind. He was the number four QB in twenty thirteen. <laughs> so it's, it's been oh, a like, while. Wait, what? So he ain't, he ain't staying in there long. Uh, I just don't think they want to throw fields into the into the fire against the Rams opening day. So I get that. Uh, but he's the number one on the team. Uh, they could be division winners, Chicago as well. They got a good defense, and they've been steadily climbing in their record. And as Vikings defense can't shape up, and Green Bay implodes. Watch out for Chicago, man. He's also took the franchise tag, didn't sign a contract. He's betting on himself, and that's all I have to say about that. Right, <laughs> right. You got it. I don't. Man. I don't have
1: much more, guys. I like. Uh, yeah. I like. I Allen pretty, pretty much took lot.
0: everything. I'm sorry. I was trying to leave you <laughs> <I> some think... <laughs> bullet points. I took everything.
1: I think he could uh, easily pass uh, Keenan Allen this year. In fact, I think I have him ranked over I do I have him ranked over Keenan Allen because he has Justin Fields just has so much of a ceiling and I think the point of Robinson playing it with shit quarterbacks we can say that over and over again and I think just having a decent quarterback would make him a top 10 receiver.
2: The only thing on uh Allen is just when does he start? That's the only thing that's just going to bump your the average of his fantasy points down a little bit.
0: my th- Agreed. All right. Moving all right.
1: on. The, the matchup we've all been waiting for Justin Jefferson versus Cooper Cup. <laughs> so, you know, I think Kyle's point here is really he doesn't see Jefferson uh, taking any kind of declining in any sense. Uh, he thinks he's just going to improve year in and year out, and that Cup's pass is just not going to reach Jefferson's uh, floor. So, and I, you know what, I, I, I do agree with that. Um, but I have these guys really close this year. I have Jefferson eight, Cooper Cup nine, and the big difference between the two is just is going to be uh, receptions. Uh, actually, I don't even know what I'm talking about. I have Jefferson six and Cooper Cup. Nine. I was going to say was- wait. Jefferson no, moves Metcalf on. I was thinking be, DK Metcalf. Yeah.
0: Jeff- next call.
1: Jefferson moves on. Cooper Cup. I love Cooper Cup this year. I think his ceiling is absolutely like just barely cracking the top 10, but I don't see him as like a top five, six receiver.
0: Yeah. this one's uh, He was the top five. Cooper Cup, that is, in 2019. Uh, maybe top 10. He's 80 P's at 45 right now. The thing I don't like to tend to do is draft him a wide receiver. Uh, in the fourth and fifth round is when they have a great defense, and they have a great defense. So I know I was saying Sean McVay is going to want their offense exploding too, but he's going to be smart and try to win, and with their defense as one of their biggest strengths, th- there's not huge upside. It Consistency, yes. That's what I was trying to say with Robert Woods. I just I don't know if he's going to get the top five wide receiver. I don't see that happening again. I know you love them, Regan. So no, that was what uh, you think.
2: That was good insight on the defense. I didn't think of that. That's a good point. Uh, really, no.
0: I think of the O line and the
2: defense, the boring stuff. That's so true. It's not even funny. Uh, and the schedule and weather. Mm. <laughs> Damn, Cleveland. <laughs> uh, I guess my real only thing on here is a easy win uh for kyle to choose with jefferson moving on the only thing i have for cooper cup is obviously we already talked about him i'm excited about him and i think he's going to be matthew savers number one wide receiver the thing that happened last year with his numbers and why they might have dipped is jared goff only threw for 20 touchdowns that's nothing cooper cup lives and dies by those touchdowns and he's going to get a bunch from this year this year i'm guessing so all right
1: Here's one more point. I think Matthew Stafford uh, eclipses 600 passing attempts, especially with Cam Maker's uh, injury and considering the extra game. So that's partly uh, the reason that I want that I think Cooper Cup is going to be so high this year.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. But I think that's why they're going to get Robert Woods involved in the running game more because they're going to need to Just mm. some uh, trick plays to get him out there on the outside with his speed. Yeah, all righty, moving on. We got. Number seven Metcalf versus number ten uh, Brown here. So it's pretty much a uh, pretty much a destiny. These two end up. Jesus Christ, <laughs> <laughs> These two end up on this bracket together, both with bright futures. Can you stop moving the docket right now, Regan? <laughs> Try to make it easier. <laughs> Nobody's listening <laughs> now, anyway. We're an hour in. Nobody's <sighs> listening. <laughs> These two might have been a bit closer in my ranking uh if brown didn't miss a few games uh don't be surprised if these guys are ranked right next to each other this year i could flip a coin but on this one my gut is telling me uh brown will be more consistent and the entire titans offense will be moving this year so the winner is brown here so i'm not so sure uh i i I mean i I do kind of agree with the coin flip thing. Uh, but Metcalf, his ADP is 16 right now. AD, uh, AJ Brown's ADP is 20th. So, yeah, people are kind of thinking along the same lines. He was a top wide receiver. Top three wide receiver in the first half of the season. Then the second half, he was barely in the top 24. This DK Metcalf. They have a bad defense, though. Uh, so will the Titans. So, these guys are going to be great. If I'm on the... If I can get both of them later on with the trade, because I think Seattle's going to have a rough go at it in the beginning of the season, and I can get A.J. Brown and trade for Metcalf later, that would be, be awesome. Greedy. Uh, but the route tree, I know. <laughs> the route tree seems like he's going to be more developed from what they're reporting from camp, so look for the receptions to go up. Plus, he's a stud. <laughs> Regan, your thoughts on Metcalf?
2: Uh, so I'm actually kind of down on both these guys compared to a lot of people. I'm just nervous in general about what they're going to bring to the table. DK Metcalf, like you said, he was wide receiver two in the first eight games last year average after he was 25. Um, I don't, I looked this up. I don't know if it's PPR points, but he had 44.9 fantasy points in the last five games Mm. That, that could go up a little bit if it was PPR. So I apologize on that, but needless to say, that is crap. For somebody that you're gonna have to draft in the early second round. I don't it, want to it cost to... you
0: leagues. It cost you leagues, man. Like you thought you were gonna win with him. And it certainly cost me down
2: the stretch. This is the a, a simple way of saying when we say somebody has a high ceiling and a low floor, this is literally he <laughs> has he could be number two or he can be number twenty five. And this is what you kinda have to weigh out. And back to the uh the five point stance or whatever podcast we had. You have to use those early rounds for sure things. That's that's my motto. You got you have to do it. And this yeah, guy, my is calf, to me.
0: Yeah, my like an elevator. You know, you can go up to the top floor real quick, eye ceiling, and down to the bottom floor. Mister Elevator.
2: <laughs> Stairs also work. Oh
0: my god! <laughs> no, it has
2: to be quick. Escalators. <laughs> All right, there you go. carry on. Moving on, <laughs> what do you
0: say,
1: Ryan? Uh, you know, I ha- I do have DK Metcalf over AJ Brown, but um, and I have DK Metcalf as uh, eight overall, AJ Brown is thirteen overall. But the you're right, like the consistency between these two guys, they're so big play dependent. Both of them average, uh, averaged over fifteen yards per completion. So, I where they're going at? I agree with you guys. Like if we're talking PPR format, I'd rather target a guy who I know is going to get 100 plus catches or I can anticipate is going to get 100 plus catches over a guy who's going to get 85 to 90 uh, but could have anywhere between 6 touchdowns and 13 touchdowns. You know what I mean? So, I I I think where these guys are at, I'm looking elsewhere, but I still think that they're incredible talents and likely there's a good chance that they'll both be wide receiver once this year.
0: So you'd rather go running back instead. So you're saying, or
1: I'd either go running back or I'd go with a guy who I know is going to get a hundred catches, you know, like if okay. it's so close between even Cooper cup, like I think Cooper cup is going to eclipse hundred perceptions easy. Uh, where right. So you rather wait for I'm Cooper happy. cup. I'd rather wait for Cooper cup and I'd you rather, rather take somebody else. Capital. for
0: DK. Yes. All right. All right. I get that. I get it. Anything else? Moving on. Round three. <laughs> so we got round three here. Ryan, uh, who's in round three? All right.
1: So round three, we have number five, DeAndre Hopkins versus number nine, Keenan Allen. And then to round off the semifinals, we have number six, Justin Jefferson versus number 10, A.J. Brown.
2: All right. All Regan, you're up. I'll take the first one. So we got number five, DeAndre Hopkins versus number nine, uh, Keenan Allen. So here's Kyle's right up Listen, no one here is more delusional about Justin Jefferson, uh, sorry, Justin Herbert, as well as a little less solid on Kyler Murray than uh, than Kyle. (laughs) But here's the facts. He says he thinks Hopkins has cracked the top five uh, wide receiver in in PPR uh, five times in eight seasons, while Allen has only once in the same time. If Kyler Murray remains injured free and Hopkins doesn't quit due to a vaccine being forced on him, Hopkins will have the edge well said kyle um as well as good as these two um wider series are i think it's easy to say that hopkins should move on and like i said before too keelan allen i am high on last four seasons he's finished fourth eighth twelfth and sixth in ppr six being with justin herbert and you know that could go up or stay around the same you know that's not a bad spot for where you're getting him i think we said around early third round so they uh couple quick notes on on him. They had Joel Lombardi's coming in from the Saints. We should expect him to possibly play the Michael Thomas role. You know, with uh, Joel Lombardi taking over the offensive role, he could be the ne- the Michael Thomas of the uh, Chargers. Keenan Allen can with that. Correct. Priority, Correct. Yeah, with I the plant routes and the short passes, mm-hmm. uh, more of a quick offense. I think this is going to be huge for Keenan Allen's upside. Where his touchdowns go, I'm not sure. But he is still going to get those over 100 catches. What do you see? He had 147 targets, fifth overall last year. I don't see that going down. And with the addition, like I said, of Joe Lombardi, I can see them going up with the uh, the offensive scheme. Ryan, what do you think? Uh, Well. Hmm. Tell me how you really here. feel. Good
1: <laughs> Yeah, I think I have, I have DeAndre Hopkins moving on here too. I love Keenan Allen. I this is another guy who I know is going to get a hundred plus receptions. So you know, I'm really high on drafting him this year, especially where you can get him. I mean, right now it looks like he's kind of going early round three. So
0: yeah, I have his ADP at 29 right now.
1: I uh, do. We know any insiders where we could get like the uh, vaccination list? Because I think that would be. Uh, Very important information to have going into our shrouds.
2: Kyle Kyle had a good point.
1: I don't want any lengthy, uh, you know, not suspensions, but lengthy, you know, injury reserve visits or anything like that. So,
0: You know, I tried to get cute with that last year, and it didn't work out. So I I really wouldn't overthink it because (laughs) you could still get it with it, with the shot, (laughs) and be out for a bit too. You might miss that game. So, very true. It, it all comes down to luck from there. Don't torture yourself. We we have to d- dive deep with more than just our tip when we're drafted anyway. Don't let that uh, deter you.
1: So don't keep passing on DeAndre Hopkins.
0: Just I wouldn't pass round. on him if he was a good, <laughs> good cost right there because of that.
1: <laughs> oh, man. All right, moving on. All right, so then the next semifinal here – uh, we have AJ Brown versus Justin Jefferson. Kyle says each of these guys could use a few more targets, in my opinion. Very close matchup uh, here going through the numbers. AJ being a bit more touchdown-prone and Jefferson taking the yards and catch percentage. I think we will get to see more out of Jefferson, just like Brown did in year two, meaning the gap might open up even more. So I think we already talked about this, guys. Like Jefferson's probably going to get more catches, more targets than AJ Brown. You know, Adam Thielen versus Julio Jones. I think I'd I'd probably anticipate Julio Jones getting more targets than Adam Thielen. What do you guys think?
0: A.J. Brown, he has his ADP at 20 right now. Uh, The offense, I I said, offense is going to pass more, I think, because of Julio. Julio might help him take some coverage. I mean, A.J. Brown's been triple coverage sometimes, and the play action is really what gets him open. So now if he's going to be able to get open because Julio's there too, uh, I think it could be a really electric passing attack. Plus, he has new knees. I got.
1: it. be he, he,
0: he had to get surgery. He played hurt all year last both year, the knees. and he still had a great, great uh, year. What are your thoughts, Regan?
2: So, uh, for me, I just want to, you know, bring Julio back into this too. Like I said, you know, this is gonna either help or hurt both wide receivers. But they did lose Corey Davis. They did lose Johnny Smith. They, those uh, receptions are there to be taken. Those could be easily Julio Jones. And like you said, with uh, A.J. Brown being triple covered at some points, he was still first among wide receivers in broken tackles. So imagine trying to do that on single coverage or double coverage. It's a lot easier than breaking three tackles. So A.J. AJ Brown, you know, His ceiling goes up for me if that's the case. If he could break those tackles and break something off for a touchdown a little bit easier when he's got Julio on the other side. The only question is, like I brought up with Julio, is the run game. I think they will get their their touches, um, but do they get as much as we hope they get? (laughs) I guess the sky's the limit for these two. They're both amazing players. I did read a couple. Uh, one thing on here. Uh, this will be the last thing on this. These guys, but I did see somebody saying that they think Julio is still uh, is still the number one here. Do you guys agree with that, or do you guys say AJ Brown? What do you think, Ryan?
1: I would say AJ Brown, um, just based off of familiar, familiarity, dependability, and uh, you know just explosiveness and youth. So
2: dependability's yeah. got to be one big one. You agree, mm-hmm. Mac, with uh, AJ Brown? Oh, for sure. For sure. I, I say AJ Brown's definitely
0: still the one there. Uh he's their future right out there. And uh Julio Jones is just there to make a run. Why are you shaking your head, Ryan?
1: I was just thinking about how I can't say familiarity. I still can't say <laughs> it. You guys help me out. Help me
0: out. Uh, <laughs> I ain't attempted.
2: Uh, <laughs> oh I,
1: man, dude. Sure that's, really, that's a tough word Real, on the spot. But,
0: really, yeah. Yeah. I, can I can say we got a... <laughs> We got to move on anyway. Well, so,
2: that's good because we're on the final one. It all rounds up to this. Up to the back. Down down. I wanted it
0: to be punny. Uh, so, our final round is Hopkins versus Jefferson here. Uh, so, Kyle's saying, I'm not sure if it's the lack of sleep or complete brain overload. He must have been writing this pretty late. Uh, but I'm a firm believer. That if Cousins can give Diggs 150 targets in 2018, then there's absolutely no reason Jefferson can't get there and surpass Hopkins. The only department Hopkins beats this guy in last year was Targets. Uh, same catch percentage, same amount of yards. Everything else went to Jefferson with 35 less Targets. So I think he's kind of... He's kind of tipping his hand here but let's find out who the winner is here and Fatality. Jefferson is our winner so a big surprise he likes him a lot uh, we'll touch on Hopkins first uh, Regan what do you like about Hopkins what do you not like do you agree with uh, Kyle what do you think
2: I don't agree with Kyle but I could see easily how this could either go uh, this could either go either way. Um, you know Hopkins, he's seen 150 targets in six straight seasons. You can't beat that. You know he's going to get that. He finished as a top five receiver in five, five of them out of uh, the six I said. Uh, he averaged 14 or more fantasy points per game. The guy's amazing. They brought in AJ Green and Randall Moore. I don't think that's going to really kill his output. Kyle Murray's going to throw to his favorite target. It's going to be consistent. Simple enough. Uh, I think this kind of is a toss-up for me, though, at these two. I think Hopkins is more of the sure thing, and Justin Jefferson is the up-and-coming new thing that might not be a definite yet. Yet, I say. Ryan?
1: So I think Jefferson goes up, uh, but I also think Hopkins goes up a little bit because we're talking about year two, and we all know how important familiarity is. Yes! Yes. Nailed it.
2: Oh, that's awesome.
0: That's all I have to say.
2: I was checking Ryan's rankings to make sure. (laughs) (laughs) So you have Uh, Hopkins at four and Jefferson at six. I like it.
0: Yeah, I guess I'm pretty low on Hopkins at seven. Uh, The point spread really isn't that far apart, though, from everybody from five and seven. So... Uh, Justin Jefferson, I don't predict the sophomore slump, man. I think the touchdowns from uh, Thielen are going to go to either Cook or him. They're going to get him more involved with his snap percentage. But, yeah, Hopkins, you want that consistency. You want Mr. Dependable, definitely go with him. But Justin Jefferson, I mean, both these guys could be wide receiver one on the year, right?
2: Agreed. Yes.
0: Okay. So... If you want consistency or you want to go with a flashy new toy with Jefferson, <laughs> go with him. ADP for Hopkins, 17. ADP for Jefferson, 22. Yeah, Jefferson's targets, they went up from an average of 6 to 10 later on the season. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm going to take Jefferson, so I
2: agree with Kyle. they had one AD. thing on. So for yeah, Jefferson, for Jefferson um, just looking at some – Uh, Averages so Kirk Cousins averaged thirty three point two pass attempts per game, which is right at at his average for the past three years. So if Justin Jefferson played consistently through those uh, through the whole season, with Kirk Cousins averaging his usual passing attempts per game, um, that was necessarily his floor, and it should go up this year if he gets the bonus of those other games that he you know if he kept his average pace going
0: mm.
2: the, my only concern with that is the defense needs to get better which we think it did Irv Smith could take passes away I don't think that's really a concern but the defense actually is really what concerns I me mean, they team this team the, if the defense gets better they should run the ball more taking passes away from the receivers I don't think it's going to take a crazy amount away, so I still think Jefferson is a top 10 wide receiver. But I think that does take down his ceiling a little bit. I think, it's, I think last year, though, is somewhat of his uh, a floor for him. I think he could easily get that. I think there's no reason why he shouldn't. I just don't know if the upside is totally there from where he left off.
0: Yeah, I got you. They were trying to rebuild their defense as well, too, so they might not have to pass as much. That's why Cousins' numbers were up so high. Uh, but, Brian, any thoughts on them, or are you done?
1: No, I'm done. I, I aced my last uh, comment there, so I'm good. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's a quick Cousins, Cousins was averaging about 38 yards, uh, 38 pass attempts per game uh, midseason. It rounded yeah. off to 33 as usual. So gotcha. That's just to keep it in perspective on why they need to run more.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do. I hope uh, Dalvin Cook uh, goes off this year for me. So... Congratulations, Justin Jefferson! You are the winner.
2: King Kong ain't got shit on me.
0: <laughs> Besides the other receivers that we took out, that we took out instead of you, uh, we got Devontae Adams, Tyree Kill, Stefan Diggs, and Calvin Ridley as our one through four there. I-, I have Tyree Kill number one and Devontae Adams number two.
2: So uh, I don't know. Sounded you guys stupid. Are,
0: you think Devontae Adams is just going to repeat, huh? How he's original. so
2: much more consistent. Tyreek Hill has more big plays. Simple enough. Mahomes That's is on a revenge
0: true. tour and he needs Tyreek Hill to
2: go off for him. And, so. and Rodgers isn't on revenge tour? <laughs> no! He's
0: ready to be traded out of there. He's exactly. Retirement. in retirement. Come on.
1: I have Tyreek Rogers Hill isn't... five this year. Ooh.
0: I don't get it. I don't get it.
1: Calvin that. Ridley two and Stefan Diggs three. Because the big plays, man. You know, we're talking PPR. Calvin Ridley's going to get a ton of targets, ton of receptions. Stefan Dix could also do the same thing. And Tyree Kill, you know, he's a few big plays away. A few, I don't know, offensive line injuries away from not getting those those big, big plays.
2: I think he might have been tired doing his rankings just like Kyle was tired of doing some I of the. <laughs> <It's possible. laughs> well, we appreciate it,
0: Kyle, for... Uh... Doing that for us. Uh, Great. Setting up the rankings there. If somebody out there wants to do the t- uh, tight ends ones next next week, let us know. Uh, we're running out of friends. That's why we had to use Kyle.
2: But uh, anyway. Thank you, Chuck Norris. Thanks, Kyle. <laughs> what were you saying, Regan? <laughs> no. It's, like, it's necessarily not that we have a paying system, but if he there was paying going on here, we would have had to pay him anyway, so.
0: We owe him a lot. We'll buy him a beer sometime.
2: He buy, He takes all my beers.
0: I know. Freaking shirt. <laughs> I hate him. Uh, Any anyway, leftovers, guys? You good? We've been leftovers. here a while.
1: Yeah, League of Extraordinary Men, year 12, drafting on Saturday, baby. Here Woo-hoo. we go.
2: Year it's 12, that's all it's Freaking done. out. That's it. And I've put never won. to the test.
1: Yeah, Reeks has been a bridesmaid a couple of times. I've gotten kind of
2: second like two or three times. It's boring. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah.
2: Uh, did want to that, no, no, that's our
0: league that oh. we've been doing since when, just after high school. Not to age ourselves. <laughs> right Twelve years crap. Year, you did age ourselves. <laughs> pretty much. Uh, so yeah, it'll be fun. I have three this weekend, so I'm going to be needing a lot of uh, research done. Uh, They're all different formats, too. So, it kind of sucks.
1: This hasn't been enough research for you. We're like 22 episodes in or 23 episodes in.
0: That's the problem. You like to go. I try helping everybody else's style, not just mine. You know, Rikit's mom likes one way, Garibald likes
2: another way. Depends on the night. (laughs) Uh, Good night, everybody. Well, Dak, here's the deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning and I piss excellence.